Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kingdom Authority with your host, Reverend Dancia Jones Morris. Tune in each Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via Blog Talk Radio through Kingdom Apartment Incorporated. Follow Dancia on Facebook at Dancia Jones Morris or DanciaJ.com. You can also call your hosts and guests at area code 646 668 2413. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority. And now here's your host, Reverend Dancia Jones Moore. Kingdom Authority. Power Kingdom Authority. Kingdom Authority. Good evening. Thank you so much for joining Kingdom Authority. I am your host, Reverend Dancy Jones Morris. So glad that you are here on tonight. Listen, this is a day that the Lord has made, and I'm certainly going to rejoice and be glad in it. It has been it has been a wonderful, beautiful Sunday, and I am in awe of the glory of God upon the lives of his people. It is a blessing to be called a child of God. We are we are the royal priesthood. Let me tell you, we are chosen and peculiar, and I am excited about it. All right, let me just tell you today, I'm so thrilled to have these two young men on with me on tonight to listen in. I tell you, I want you to listen in because it's about to happen. I said it's about to happen. It's going down on tonight. Women, some of the stuff you want to hear. Men, some of the stuff you want to hear. It's about to take off. We're going up. We're going a little higher. Don't be fooled. We are coming in, and we're going to do exactly what the Lord has told us to do. Listen, I just got a quick little song, and I want to um, let you know that we should always have this praise on our lips. We should always be able to tell the Lord, and I don't own the rights and I don't need to because it's public domain, but I want you to just sing this song with me. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus because he first Love me, oh, oh, how I love Jesus, oh, how I love Jesus, Ooh, oh, how I love Jesus, because he first loved, he loved me. Let me tell you something, I am so, I am so thrilled. 
on tonight. I love me some Jesus. That man right there got my vote all the way. <laughs> I love him. He is great. He's great. Let me tell you, in worship today with Gideon Full Gospel Baptist Church is leading worship. The glory of the Lord fell in that place, and we just got to give God the praise. I'm telling you, death cannot hold, couldn't hold him down, and he conquered death, hell, and the grave just for us. It is a blessing to be called a child of the Most High God. I'm telling you, Yeshua is living. Mm -mm -mm. He is living. He is not dead. He got up so that we can get up. I'm glad about it today. The Lord revealed that to me again today and took me back all the way back. Somebody say, take me back. Take me back to where I first Love the Lord. I'm so glad Andre Crouch wrote that song. It reminds me, it's one of the first songs I ever sung at five years old. Take me back. Take me back to where I first believe. And sometimes we just got to go back to where we first believe, where we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God has raised Jesus from the grave, from the dead, from the grave, from the dead, from the grave. From the grave and from the dead. Yes, he got up. Nobody else could do it. And I'm so glad he got up. And I know he got up because I'm up. I'm telling you, who could have saved someone like me? Dirty, wretched, sinful, not worth a dime, not worth a nickel, not worth a penny. But he did it just for me. And you say you can say he did it for you, but I'm going to tell you right now, he did it for me. And I am selfish about that thing. He is a wonderful God. I'm super, 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 super excited, if y'all couldn't tell. I'm excited about the living God. I'm excited about the living God, and I'm excited about the men of God that are on this broadcast on tonight. I tell you right now, if I didn't know, if I didn't know that God is living, I know today. I, I, if, if I didn't know he has risen, I know today. And I know it because he showed himself strong, showed himself strong in something. I just can't release it all yet. But he showed himself strong, and I'm excited about it. And so y'all may think it's something small, but I'm just excited about what God is doing in the lives of his people. I, I'm so excited about that. I see God turning around for so many men. They're coming forth and they're saying some things that I didn't even tell me about stuff that's happening in Ohio about the broadcast. They're telling me stuff about, about what they saw this past week. And they were coming to me today just talking about the men of God and how they blessed them, Pastor D and Elder Cole, and how they blessed them all the way in Tucson, all the way in Phoenix, some parts of um. Sacramento, California. God is moving, and we just have to do exactly what he says. Let's pray because I, you know, I, I could be talking forever right about now. So let's pray, and we're going to have um, Pastor D'Artamian Leonard come on um, in just a moment. Father, we thank you. We absolutely bless you. We praise you. We come humbly, we, yet we come boldly before your throne. We're humble in heart, bold in what we ask for, God, because we, you're our daddy. And so I'm going to go to my daddy and ask him for what I need. But, Father, I thank you, first of all, for being El Shaddai. Thank you for being the God that is more than enough. Thank you for being Jehovah. I thank you for being healer. Thank you for bringing peace. Thank you for being our banner. Oh, my God, you're just so great. You're awesome, and we thank you for being the ancient of days. High, yes, Lord. Thank you, oh God, that you sit high. You sit high. You're high and lifted up. Hallelujah, 
high above the earth you are. I'm excited about how you reign, how you reign over us, God, and you reign down on us. Hallelujah. Thank you for pouring out your spirit. Thank you for pouring out your spirit. Thank you for pouring out your spirit so your sons and daughters can prophesy and that, oh, God, and so that we can hear a word. But what good is prophecy if we don't believe it? So, God, help us to act out and respond, not react, but respond to what you say. Thank you, oh, God. Thank you, oh, God, for what you're doing in the lives of men. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you, oh, God, that you are not only just turning them around, but you're lifting them up. I thank you, Lord, for the money that's being poured into their bank accounts. Thank you that their credit is going up. Thank you, oh God, for turning around relationships, changing their mindset, Father, lifting up their mindset. Oh God, for a mouth to speak, God, to speak in those ears that will be inclined unto what you were speaking through the men in the name of Jesus. Thank you that they're positioning themselves. Thank you that they're already positioned. Thank you, oh Father, that you have given, oh my goodness, you have given them governments to be over. You have given them businesses to be over. Hallelujah. Land to be over. Finances to be over. I lift up your men on this evening. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing, and I stand in the gap for them. I know what the enemy doesn't want, and so I stand, God, and as he tries to attack me and to pull me down from doing this particular segment, I say no to the devil and say yes to you in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes to your way. Yes to your will. Yes to what you say. Yes to how you do it. Yes when you don't want to do it. Yes to when you do do it. And where? yes, Lord, when you say wait in the name of Jesus. I thank you for how you are giving them. Oh, my goodness. I hear governments, governments to be over. Hallelujah. Institutions in the name of Jesus. Thank you, O Lord. Lord, oh God, that they rise up, God, and Lord, we even call them blessed, that they rise up, God, and Lord, they're head of the family, they rise up, God, and they take up their bed and walk, help them to walk it out, help them to walk it out, in the name of Jesus, oh God, we bless you for what you're doing, we bless you for what you're doing, we thank you for what you're doing, we glorify you for what you're doing, in the lives of men, we, God, magnify your name, we make it big. God, big because of what you are doing. And Lord, I lift up names unto you. You know the name, God. I lift them up in my prayer time. And so, God, let them be exalted, God, in due time, God. They're humbling themselves. Now, God, there is a day that you will let them be lifted up, exalted, God, so their enemies can see them. So their enemies, so their enemies can see them rise up and walk out in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, that everywhere their feet tread shall be God peaceful in the name of Jesus. The anointing will flow with them. Your anointing, you govern their footsteps, you order their footsteps, you guide them in the place that they need to be led, Father, in the name of Jesus. And God, their hands, let their hands be platinum, God. Let it be platinum. And everything they touch, turn to platinum. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Glorify you. 
for the men, for the men, for the men. Let them come, 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 come. Let us prepare, prepare, prepare for the men that are coming into our unto our congregation. Let us not be slothful, God, but know what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and show us the way, God, for what to do, when to do it, and how to do it in the name of Jesus. I thank you, O God, that they that, that they no longer struggle the same way that they struggled before, but they now struggle, God, to do the will of God in the name of Jesus, persevering struggle. Woo! Not the same thing, but persevering, God, and winning. I cause them. I call them out to win. I call them out to win. I call them out from struggle. I call them out from depression. I call them out from oppression in the name of Jesus. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Cover them in the name of Jesus. Woo! Oh, Father, cover them. I lift up my own husband. Thank you for him being the head. Oh, God, give them wives, God. Give the men wives that will be helpmeets, God, be loving and know how to lift up their man in the name of Jesus and to serve God. We don't like that word. And to serve God as we serve and submit to one another. I call in the name of Jesus. My, 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 my. Mm, Lord have mercy. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. And I claim it all and declare it all and seal this in Jesus' name, the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, how I love Jesus because he first loved me. Oh, mm. oh God. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Ah. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. He's a wonderful, 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 wonderful God. Thank God for his love and his mercy. Woo! Y'all, 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 y'all. Um, Pastor D, we're gonna have to get you on quick because I am I am ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Oh Lord. Pastor D, are you with us on tonight? Oh, hallelujah. Yes, ma'am. I'm hallelujah. still just trying to get myself together over that prayer. My God, my God. <laughs> oh, bless God, bless God. Woo, I'm telling you. I love him. I love him. I love him. Ooh, I love him. I love him because he first loved me, and he purchased my salvation way back on Calvary. Oh, I love him. I love him because he first loved me, and he purchased my salvation way back on Calvary. Oh, God, I feel like worshiping the Lord. I'm a worshiper, y'all. Y'all know that. I know I preach, but I'm a worshiper. I know I pray, but I'm a worshiper. Hallelujah. And I worship the Lord. I worship the Lord. Mm. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, I'm trying to get myself together. So we're talking about, whoo, thank you, Jesus. We're talking about the battle within for men. And I will tell you, Pastor D, the battle has been strong with some of the men on my job. They've come to me. They tuned in. I didn't even know they were tuning in, but they specifically love what the two of you are doing. And so as a result of that, they're feeling a change. And I said, that I'll take that. Let just the change because wow. they're unchurched. These are unchurched wow. men. And so I appreciate the Lord and the, the anointing that's upon both of your lives to allow God to use you in this season, in this time. I'm telling you, I, got, I had another um, person, a man, come up to me today, and he said, I don't really listen to you, but these last two have been good. <laughs> <laughs> 
I said, you know what? Because I don't wear my <laughs> maybe I'm not girly enough, but I don't wear um my feelings on my on my sleeves much anymore. <laughs> And I can take that. So what I heard him say is that he needed more of this. And I, I didn't mm-hmm. take it. This is the person that that heard this. They said, he just said he don't like how you do things. I said, what I heard was this, that he likes this. And that's what ministered to him. And that's what's touching him. It depends on your perspective and your place, how you see things. And so I loved what he said today. And he's tuning in on tonight because he wanted to hear what the two of you had to say again, and I'm ever so grateful for the both of you. Wow, grateful. So I, yes, yes. I know it's late out there, so I'm gonna let you get started. I'm, I'm already 15 minutes in, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just I just couldn't Listen, stop. Listen, when God moves, we got to flow with 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 God. So if you you are in order, you, you are in order. <laughs> Well, praise God, praise God. So, you know, we're still talking about the battle within for men. I know we had our Facebook Live um, on on this past week, and I, I'm I'm so in awe of what God is doing in your ministry. So, I wanna I wanna first say just share a little bit about your ministry um, at the um, the dwelling place. Um, just share something that how you got into that. Um, and how the Lord led, not how you got into that, how the Lord led you out from and to in um, um, for for the what just what God's doing in your ministry. Well, actually, I was um, an associate pastor um, at my former ministry. I've been apart for ten years, and um, God had been calling me, you know, to do what He called me to do. But you know, because of me being humble and you know wanting to serve. I kind of ignored uh, what God was instructing me to do. And Mm -hmm. um, he just kept sending confirmation by different individuals that really, that didn't even know me. You know, sometimes we can become familiar with people. They can become familiar with us. And we feel as though that, you know, they, they know our lives and what's going on in our lives. And, you know, they didn't probably hear us talk about this or talk about that. So if they come to you saying something and you're looking at them like we probably just talked about that last week, that ain't from God. So, you know, sometimes I can get a little stubborn. I tell God, well, God, if this is you, I need you to send 10 people that don't even know me to confirm what you said, and he'll do just that. And I'll never forget December the 11th, 2015, I think I just had surgery on my foot, and I got to – I went to – get up to prepare myself for church. It was on a Saturday. I'll never forget. And the Lord says, I told you to transition. And I'm like, what do you mean you told mm-hmm. me to transition? And he was like, it's your season to get up and begin to start ministry. And, you know, my first wow. thing, I'm sitting like, this is, this is not God. I bind you, devil, now. I come to Lord was like, son, be <laughs> quiet. You're not hearing what I'm saying. This is me. And I'm just like, wow. So I got up, came out of a ministry that was family. And I'm like, you know, that was to me that was one of the hardest things because I'm like, I don't want to let nobody down. People are going to be upset right. with me. They're going to be mad. But God said, I've called you. Wow. I've called you. And he said, this is what I need you to do. So as a result, I did what he told me to do. Um, and then he ended up um, about two years after that. I ended up going to set up on another um up on another leadership. God told me to do that. 
and it was something from them that I needed, which they're my current overseers now at the time. And after those two years passed, God say, now you've gotten everything that you need, and go ahead and start. So January the 9th um, of last of this year, I'm sorry, of this year, um, Dwelling Place Worship Center um, was birthed. And um, it was a struggle, but I had to trust God. You know, sometimes as men, when we don't have the full plan laid out, we really don't know what God is really doing. We get a little nervous. You know, I was nervous. I didn't allow fear mm-hmm. to step in because I know what the word of God said. He's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So, you know, we started out doing Bible study. And um, we started in Williamsburg. We was in Williamsburg, Virginia for six months. And I don't like to drive. And it's about <laughs> 30 minutes away from where I stay. And we was going back and forth, even had to pick up, um, had two, two, two riders with me, two of the members. They were riding with me. And um, I'll never forget, uh, about two weeks ago, we was there, about two or three weeks, I think it's been, we was in Bible study, and the place where we were holding the service uh, for Bible study, they actually turned off the lights on us. We was only five minutes out um, before everything was ending. So they turned off the lights, and, you know, instantly, I'm getting upset. Like, we pay on time, and God, I'm saying, God, I don't understand what this is about. Tell them once we walked out when everything was over. We walked out the door. God said, now, your time done is here. It's done. And I'm saying to myself, God, we don't have nowhere to go. So how do you mean, how am I going to explain to these people that you're telling, telling me that we're done. We still had two weeks left. We had already paid for the entire month. God said, this kind of blessing to the recreation center. I'm like, God, who gives money away? <laughs> oh, my. So, <laughs> after that, I looked at the people. I said, listen, I said, y'all, I say, um, our time up is, is we're done here. And they're looking at me. And I'm, Reverend, when I tell you, woman of God, I was so nervous. I'm driving. I'm like, God, we have nowhere to go. I'm like, God, this was not supposed to be. I know I heard mm-hmm. you. You said start at Williamsburg. I say, if I messed up, God, if I missed it, I will begin. I will say, I will call every member tonight, and I will let them know, listen, I missed it. I was off. God said, nope, you're right on schedule. And I'm driving and crying. I'm like, God, how am I on schedule when we have nowhere to go? Not even 10 minutes later, another pastor friend of mine called. He reminded me, saying, Pastor D, did you forget that I told you any time that you need to use my building, you can. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. Um, I said, okay, okay. I said, okay. And then um, my executive pastor, he had reminded me, he was like, well, did you forget that Pastor Mike, that's his name, Pastor Mike Morrison, had told us any time we need to use the building. He said he reminded me too. I said, okay, God. So when you trust God, that, that six-month period was a test for me. God wanted to see if I would be committed in doing what he said do. It was easy for me, and this is kind of kind of in line, you know, um, with, with tonight's discussion as well. You know, as men, we have to solely trust God. So as a result of me trusting God, he wanted to see that was my test to see if I was willing to step out of my comfort zone and go somewhere 30 minutes away. I knew nobody, unfamiliar territory, but God said I was testing you to see what you was going to do. I passed the test. So as a result, we have a building here in Hampton, Virginia, um, and they just completely open up the church. Who gives you keys wow. to their church? 
Who That's gives right. you keys That's right. to their church? Mm-hmm. So we started mm-hmm. our first Bible study one, two, you won't school to start until um, the first Saturday in August. We end up starting um, actually two weeks ahead of schedule. So we're going into this church prophet. Not only does the pastor give me the key to his, his building, but also he begins to remind me, says, whatever you need, the, the building is yours. We just communicate when we have service so we won't overlap. I said, okay, that's fine. Then he says, we want to have the church um, laid out for y'all. Why are they renovating the church, putting in new floors, then remodel? When I said, we, 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 I literally walked into a new building. Who does that? Ooh, God. <laughs> God. So I don't that know what God, <laughs> I don't know what he has in store, but all I know is those that's listening, whenever God tells you to do something, whether you understand it or not, guess what? You've got to trust God. Go in it blindly, even when you don't even, So I didn't, I didn't want to do anything. I was just so nervous. <laughs> I don't want to do it, but God said, you've got to trust me. So whenever he says do it, you've got to do it. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. So that's Dwelling Place Worship Center. We also have a campus um, in Jonesboro, Georgia, and I'm, God is just really blowing my mind. Wow. That really was three years ago. Um, some, some some ladies in the area, um, one you, I know here from Virginia, she moved to Atlanta, and they just actually did a book signing for me. And from a book signing three years ago, it turned into a ministry. My goodness. So Talk Dwelling, about your book. That's Dwelling Place, Georgia. That's awesome. Um, Talk about your the book, book is, Doer. is Doer, Doer, Staying in Pursuit of the Kingdom. Um, and how, as a doer, you know, God has, has called us as men to do. We We, we can talk a lot. But out, everything that we're saying out of our mouths, people, they, they hear it, but they remember you doing what you said you would do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we can be hearers, but are we really doers of his word? Do we really trust God to the point to where I'm going to step out of my comfort zone, I'm going to step out of my box and really begin to follow what God is doing in my life And we've got to execute We don't want to execute yeah. I, I can't That's speak true. for nobody else But I'm tired of Watching the enemy win In my life And and, 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 and I'm looking at other people Not living uh-huh. the life That they're supposed to be living And it seems as though sometimes uh-huh. they're winning But God said but uh-huh. you've got to trust me And if you trust me And be a doer of my word you too can, other people be looking at you trying to figure out, well, how did he get this and how did he do that and how was he here and how was he there? It's because I trust the process and I didn't follow yeah. the adversity that came in my life. Yes, yes. So be a doer. Be a doer. Stay in pursuit. If I had to stay in pursuit, you all wouldn't be talking to me. Those that's listening, you wouldn't be hearing me today had I not stayed in pursuit of what God had for me in my life. Mm-hmm. That's powerful, powerful. I, I, I'm so glad you were able to share that. So I want to ask you a question, and I, I know I'm going to bring Elder Colin on as well. When it comes to the battle within for men, it seemed like you went through a battle um, trying to just make sure that was God. So a lot of men receive a vision but hesitate on the vision 
because of uncertainty or something doesn't go your way. Kind of help us with the process so that others who have a vision but are uncertain because the enemy comes in, how can they, especially for men, how can they um, get past that hesitation? The first thing that, that, that helped me out was this. I stepped up. Okay. As men, we need to be leaders. We need to initiate. Uh, we have to be that man of action. And we have to assume, you know, that it's our job and that it's our moment. So whatever God has instructed you to do, that moment, step up, initiate, lead, and do what God has told you to do without hesitation or reservation. Because when you begin to step up, God said, you step up, I'll move up. I'll care you. I'll instruct you. He said, if you just step mm. up, I'll lead you. So I'm stepping up. Then the next thing was that, that, that I'm a, I was able to speak out. <laughs> My God. <laughs> and we have to understand that we must be courageous. We got to be courageous as men. It's just like I ask God all over again to give me a new mindset. God, I want to do the things that you're doing. And we've got to speak out with it. Um, Proverbs uh, 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to thy own That's understanding. Right. But in all of thy ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths, which he's going to, whichever path I decide to take, he's going to direct me. So when I speak out and begin to let God know, God, I'm ready, so now I am waiting on your direction to send me in whichever path that you have for me to go on. So after I step out, step up, I speak out, then I'm going to stand strong. And when I say what? these three, has, <laughs> it, it's, it's been blessing me. I'm standing strong. I'm not, I don't give in. When I feel challenged, when I feel attacked or when I feel criticized, I don't give in. Many people did not believe in me. And then as a result, if I see that people didn't believe in me, then I, I didn't even believe in me. That wasn't God. So I had to make sure that my foundation was strong. And you know what? You can't worry about what people say. Everyone has an opinion. And that's what is that's called right. an opinion. And you cannot really be moved by what other people think, but be more concerned on what God is thinking and what God is having you to do in your life. You can't worry about folk because folk will be talking when you're dead and gone. They're going to be talking about you, mm. and you're not even here. But I, one, this wise bishop told me, he says, son, he says, listen, he says, don't you worry about what they're saying about you. Because some folk had talked about me, I guess, around to him, and he, he's starting to see the light and realize that what they said won't true. Amen. <laughs> um, so he said this. <laughs> he said, um, he said, keep doing what you're doing. He says, you don't have to worry about no promotion, no marketing. You ain't got to waste no money on that. He said, because the haters is already promoting for you for free. That's it. <laughs> So keep standing strong. And I, I think about thing is First Corinthians um, 15 and 58 when it talks about, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand strong. Let nothing move you. 
Always give yourselves mm-hmm. fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So step mm. up, speak out, and stand strong. All right, now. I, I, I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate that. Did y'all hear that? Step up, and God will show up, but step up, speak out, and stand strong. I'm praying that the men of God will stand strong. I know it's, it's rough. I, I know it's rough. And I know the world and the enemy is out to get you constantly, constant. And I think my brother, who uh, should be on now, Elder Colin, spoke about that this week. Since the beginning, enemy don't like you. Elder Colin, yes, are you ma'am. on now? Yes, um, ma'am. I want you to just kind of just go ahead and jump on in with this conversation um, regarding just the struggles that men go through and why. Can you just kind of shed some light of why they have to go through it? <laughs> yes, and I, and I love your laughter. Um, most men struggle because, um, unfortunately, and, and I hope that people can hear my heart when I say it, uh, most men are raised in single-parent homes. So yeah. most men don't understand the voice of a man. They don't understand being challenged by yet another man. Um, when we look at uh, King Solomon, the wisest man ever on earth, uh, regardless of, uh, I guess, for those of us who believe in uh, the Bible, Solomon was the wisest man on earth. And his wisdom still did not mean that he would not fall or succumb to uh, lustful uh, attacks. He had all those wives and yet still needed concubines. That has always baffled me to have that many wives and yet still need other women as concubines. But it was My because goodness. his father struggled in that particular area that it multiplied in him. And that is the reason why we need men in place to be open, honest, and forthright with our sons especially, but even more so even with our daughters to say, these are some of the lyrics, some of the songs, some of the words that we use to entice women to fall in place for our own um desires or whatever you would call it, because Solomon struggled in a mighty way, yet he was wise. And all that is to say is that regardless of who you are, how old you are, men will battle something within. For some, it may be a lustful uh, addiction. For some, it may be monetary. I laugh because we give the enemy so so much credit that it's sad. We'll say that yeah. the devil was in Arizona bothering Dancy, yet he's in Tucson, uh, he's in Phoenix, he's in Richmond, he's in – he can't be all places at one time. Right. Let's just go ahead and dispel the rumor. He's not omnipresent. He's not omnipotent. He's not <laughs> no, he's any not. of those omnis that my God, the true and living God, is. So he's not all those omnis that we give him credit for. But what he has done that we have failed to realize is he sends enemies out to certain regions. In Ohio, that region happens to be oppression and depression. Most of the people that I know, most of the people that I love, they battle with a spirit of oppression and depression. What does that mean? 
as a man. I can be going through a spirit in a, in a period of depression that even if my wife is speaking life to me, because I'm so oppressed and depressed, I don't hear it. My and yet goodness. when somebody else comes and speaks to the depressive state that I'm in, see, she's bringing life. You can come out of that. You more than that. God didn't give you the spirit of fear. She can say all of that. But when somebody comes and says, I understand what you're going through, you may not want to hear it. But it's something that connects to you because you're so connected to this spirit of oppression and depression that it sounds louder, it resounds louder, and you're able to respect that voice more so than that spirit of life. So even as men, when we hear, we see men and we say, well, he was powerful at one time. Man, that brother used to, once those spirits jump on you, it's very difficult to escape them. And what we tend to do is uh, most men, as I said last week, most men did a, deal with the battle, the spirit of depression, oppression. We don't see ourselves as we should uh, as children of God to say, I'm coming out of this. And so who do you seek to get you out of it when you don't have another uh, sword to sharpen you to help you get out? And so uh, it's, it's very uh, important that men understand when the Bible says, and all you're getting, get an understanding, get wisdom, get yeah. knowledge. Yeah. Even when we deal with women, I have to have a knowledge of and an understanding of how does my wife want to be loved. So I've been dealing with this wow. woman for so long. She wants to be loved this way. Her idea of love is a clean mm-hmm. house and somebody cooking. Well, this woman, mm-hmm. her idea of love is, Stability, somebody providing, and we get caught in one cycle of love that we always try to, you know, present this particular type of love that's not received. And because she's not receiving it, we'll say, well, she don't love me. Uh And we seek out those who are looking for that particular one. That's why you have some men that are comfortable with having women take care of them. That's why you have some men that's so powerful that they won't let somebody help them even though they know they need help, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Pastor D, you want to tag on to that? Uh, no, ma'am. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I don't either. I don't, I don't, I, I took the phone off my ear and just laid on the floor and said, God, I received this. <laughs> I do. I, I, I'm praying for the man who's hearing this because this is a word. That was a word. That was definitely a word for, for all of us really to hear. Yes. So let's, let's it, shift a little bit. It, Go ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to say it's not just, you know, um, necessarily for men because we've all been duped to fall in the mindset of, we're no longer under the law. And I know I'm touching on somebody's toes. I know somebody listening is talking about I'm under a new covenant, that the law ain't for me. We can go through all of that. But when you really think about it, what is truly sin but the transgression Mm -hmm. of the law? So if sin Mm -hmm. is the transgression of the law, how can I get away from the law? See, what we don't understand is we had a lot of people that were adding to the law things that had nothing to do with the law. So, for example, they may say to you, 
you ain't allowed to go to Phoenix. That's the law. But God said, uh, let, let's say, for instance, God said don't go to Phoenix. But there's a city mm-hmm. between you and Phoenix called Casa Grande. Right. But if I come along and say don't on, don't even get on I-10, if you get on I-10, mm. you're breaking the law. That ain't what God said. God said don't go to Phoenix. But because I don't <laughs> think Dancy has enough wherewithal to go on I-10 and not go to Phoenix, I'll say, adding to the law, don't even go on I-10. I'm bringing all of this up because you got a lot of men today who were told this is what it means to be a man. And although the intent of it may have been good, a lot of the advice that was given was poor. Because in order to be a man, you had to do these nine things. And if you didn't do these nine things, you wasn't a man. Well, I can do eight of them. But because you set the the rule to say it has to be nine, when I can't do that ninth thing, I feel less than. And if I mm-hmm. teach a woman, as i.e. Steve Harvey, think like a man, but act like, well, however that foolishness he said was, and I ain't knocking him, it's just, it was foolishness. I don't want my wife thinking like me. I want her thinking just, I want her thinking like God. It says, let this mind be in you. Not the mind of a man, but let this mind be in you. So, now I'm able to do eight things and not nine. I feel less than. She's looking at this standard he laid out and say, well, you still ain't doing this, so you ain't no real man. So now we're both looking at each other and saying, he ain't no real man because he ain't doing all these nine things that Steve Harvey or whoever laid out that this is what a man is. But we forgot to go back and say, this is what the plan and the ideal and the thoughts that God has for us to say, this is what a real man is. We won't do it. Mm-hmm. And with and God's why, word, why, anytime you, you add to or take away from, it becomes void. Ooh. And so why do you think we don't speak to that? To the law? To the people that won't talk to, talk about that and talk about um, to the men. It's easy for me to sit back on the chair and say, uh, I'm doing all the things I hear in the barbershop. Because you got to remember that for for most men, uh, being a womanizer, you're given extra credit points. If a woman did the same thing that a man did, she's labeled something totally different that's far from being cool. And so most men, because they have never really seen a true man, will emulate and try to portray a role that that's really not them. But that's the example that's been set before me, so that's what I'm going to chase after. That's what I believe. Okay. Pastor D, did you want to touch on that? No, (laughs) ma'am. All right, then. Let's kind of switch a little (laughs) bit. There's something that came came up this week, and I just kind of want to – put some light on it. So I want everyone to understand that we are we are all about men in, in general. But right now I want to switch to something, and I want to talk about the children. And, um, um, uh, Colin, we talked about this just a tad, little bit, about our children, African-American children, need to see African-American men loving on African-American women. 
Now, I understand that um, we love who we love, and God, that it's not about that. But there is something that young, I'm going to say it this way, black children need to see as well. And so let's touch on that when we um, – when we see different things, advertisements, commercials, and so forth, we see a certain look, um, a culture um, that's developing. And so how important is it for black children to see their black fathers and mothers, black mothers, um, in love, showing love towards one another? Yes, I'll go first. I I, um, I watched a video uh, a few days ago, and it really broke my heart. There was a young woman who had went into a, a hair store, and we all know that most hair stores are owned by somebody other than those that are considered what we call African American. And her son had picked up a Hot Wheels car or a keychain, something of something of really truly no significant value. Um, and as the store owner, when he came outside to confront the mother about a truly 10 or 15 cent item, he may be selling it for five, but we know that it's really a 10 or 15 cent item. He confronted the mother, and she had no idea that her son had picked it up, according to her. He not only belittled her as a woman, but he struck her in the face, busted her lip the whole nine. And it made me wow. not only recognize and realize, not only is this store owner who happened to be of an Asian descent mistreating, disrespecting, uh, showing no concern for our black women, it brought me back to the fact that we also do that very same thing, even if it's unconscious. And if you look at a lot of TV shows, if you look at a lot of programs, and I'm not knocking them. Uh, most people watch them, Scandals, the How to Get Away with Murders. If you name the show, it's one of two things going on on most TV programs. They're either pushing an LGBTQ uh, uh, agenda or they're pushing now a black woman dating, marrying, or loving a white man. Mm-hmm. So as you said, we love who we love. But how many shows do we really see where there's genuine love between a black woman and a black and a black man? That's well, uncompromised. Well, That's just truly loving. We don't have the Cosbys anymore. Because I don't know if many people realize it. But just go back when you get a chance. I know they've taken it off the natural air and most people can't see it unless you got a fire stick of some kind. But if you go back and you look at the way Claire loved, respected, and honored Heathcliff Huxtable, but then when you look, there's a lot of episodes where he's sitting there rubbing her toes because she was the lawyer, he was the doctor. We just uh. don't see that home anymore. And because we don't see it, we don't realize how that perpetuates to our children saying, I want me a white man or I want me a white woman or I'm going to marry me an Asian woman. There's just really no examples of true uh, genuine black love anymore portrayed on TV because even in our reality shows, it's just a lot of foolishness, if we be honest. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what, what passed the deep? You know, having to come behind all of that from my brother. And I mean, and I, I agree with 
the elder Colin was saying, and when you had sent the text message out, I, when you just said about black love, and then as you added the children, and I just started to actually think about it when I when when you had sent it out, and I just thought about you know how you know black love is strong and how black love is passion, and um, and I thought about too how you know black love is us that that's just who we are, you know, with us being you know. Black, we've been through a struggle. We've been through a lot of things, you know, in life. And many of us have was back you know, during the civil rights movement, we going through all of that stuff. And some of us, you know, we didn't go through it, but we're still kind of going through things now. But I just think about, like, the, the sacrifices that, you know, the women had to give and the sacrifices that the, some of the men, you know, had to make. And I believe that, that that's how true true black love defines, you know, who we are. I just, I keep going back and keep hearing this embracing our struggles, if that makes sense. Um, And Mm. I believe that the hidden power within, uh, it can only be transformed, not transformed, it can only be formed, thank you, God, you know, by persecution, ridicule, uh, segregation. And that's pretty much the history, I believe, of the black man and the black woman. And we've we we've, we've shared that sense, you know, being being here on this earth. You know, even I think mm-hmm. about myself with being birthed, you know, coming into this world, God knew I was gonna have to go through a struggle with something. You know, even though mm-hmm. we thank God, you know, for you know, Martin Luther King and those other great ones that, you know, they they, they started off and they, they they God gave them a work to do. But it's going to take people like myself, you, and Elder Colin to finish off, you know, what needs to be done. God's going to begin to use us in different places to do um, what they weren't able to finish. But I yeah. just, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. just really loving and embracing my culture like never before. Like you said, you can love whoever you want to love. And I even think, and I want to really tap on this too much, but even with you know with Bill Cosby, everything that he went through, when I first saw it, I began to say that's a way enemy to start um, tapping with the black family. Right. I said I, I began to say that was a trick of the enemy. We all was for Bill Cosby when we was growing up. We loved it, but as soon as something came up, then we turned away real quickly. Most of us. Slandering his mm-hmm. name and doing all of this, I said, "Huh, that that was an attack on the family, the black family." Mhm. Wow. I, I would tell you, um, what what do you think the impact is on children? Saying this, it's almost because they don't have any strong, strong black men, and you. you they're watching families now. The families are broken, um, and it's almost that you really don't have anybody to look up to anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'll 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 begin to start um, imitating what I see on TV. My father, he's right. in and out the house anyway, and I already seen him um, sleeping with uh, Sister Bessie three doors down. So why do I need to be what? like him? I'm going to try to look, and, and I'll find somebody that I can emulate and pretend to be because my, my mama keeps saying that my daddy ain't no good anyway, but she still be letting him come home in the house even though he hit on her. So I really don't want to be like that because that ain't bringing me no money. So I'm going to see what they're doing on TV 
and I'll tap into what I see. And they don't understand when you're doing that, it's very risky because you can, you can possibly lose your life if you get out there joining these games and doing all this stuff, robbing people, and you get to that right one that's, that ain't going to play with you taking their stuff. Anything can happen. Um, I had the opportunity on yesterday to speak to some young people and uh, at a retreat, and their, title, their, their theme for their retreat was I Am. And God had given me um, an acronym for IMAGE, Imitating Myself Against Generational Expectations. And that's exactly what we have done. We, mm. we forget about that the Bible says that we were made in his likeness and in his image. But what we've done, um, we begin to imitate ourselves against what we see the world do or what society has to offer to us. So it's almost as if the enemy said, I'll go ahead and hit the family, and then there's no real true role models. There's no role models, you know, like Elder Colin and Sharifa Lewis and you know how they raised up their two sons, and everything is going well with them. They, see, we, we don't hear about those things, but we hear about, you know, all these TV shows and the broken marriages and, you know, how the, the husband is married, but he's tipping and dipping. The wife is married, but she's sliding and gliding. And it had just begun to just bring a division in our families, and our families are now messed up because of what mm. the world, how the world is showing how a, a true family is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the same. That's why I love my brother. Folks don't know. You got a thousand reasons, but one of the most important is I know he's uh, divinely connected and he hears truly from God. It's something Pastor D said that I want to just add on to and not too much of. But as he said that, when he says in the image, that is such a powerful acronym. The image of God is how we were all created. And if we were to begin and really think about it, some of the people listening, not all, because I'm not one of them myself, but some of the people love what we call Apple products, right? Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't right. put that actual Apple sign or symbol on a thing until it's actually been tested. It's gone through several kinds of testing. And so now it says that I'm going to send you this product. And I'm going to give you a full warranty to say that if anything is wrong with this product when you get it, send it back because it has my name on it. <laughs> That's truly their image. That Apple sign is an image to say everything that's supposed to come with that, I promise you it's in there. And if you find something, because how many of us really listen and read the warranties on things? They send us this long book of stuff to say, this is all the things that your Apple iPad can do. Ain't nobody reading that. We turn it on. We press some buttons. We download the four or five things we can do. But we never fully tap into the full promises of that product because we don't understand what it is because we don't read the manual. Come on and help me in here today. We ain't reading that manual to find out all that's available to us. But because it has that Apple sign on it, whether you tap into it or not, it's available to you. And the Lord loves us so much that he gave us his own. He gave us our very own booklet and manual to read to say all the promises that's in here belong to you. Now, whether you read them and apply them or not, that's on you. 
but I've given you my image, which means you can cash in anytime you want when you find something that don't work. But guess what? Nobody on this earth will ever be able to go back to God and say, I didn't get the full fullness of this product, which is ourselves, because you didn't give me what I was supposed to. Even in the measure of faith, he says, I've given every person a measure of faith. Now, whether you use it or not, you already got it. And this is how much he loves us. He says, in order to please me, you got to have a, a level of faith. And because I love you, not how you love me, but because I love you, I'm going to hand you a measure of it. So you already got what's required for me to love you. Now, whether you use it or not is your choice. Come on now. Am I talking to myself? No, you should have never told me that about that image because as soon as you said it, I seen an image of an apple on a product. And I'm like, when you buy an apple product, whether it's a phone, tablet, whatever it is, it comes with a specified manufacturer's warranty that says this is what this manual, this is what this product will do for you if you choose to use it. Come on now, I'm getting off this phone. <laughs> My God. I don't even know what to say to that. Wow. We have to stop. We have to stop looking at outward and see what we do and we don't realize it is. Our kids, children in the neighborhood, other men, other women, uh, folks who say they don't even know or believe in God. The Bible says that you are a written epistle read daily, which means every day of your life somebody is looking at you, trying to glean from you, who is this great I am that you serve? Mm-hmm. And when you're sitting around stressed, worried, uh, doubtful, fearful, scared, what do I need to believe in that God for? Because I was, I'm already doing that. You're supposed to be the example. And, and so when you talk about our children, we're here to be the example, and that's why I love Pastor D, because he does outreach at nursing homes. He goes to schools. He has a bullying campaign. He feeds the homeless. He goes do book bag drugs. If you name an outreach area or ministry, he does it because he understands I have to be that image so that when people talk about God and they say, well, I don't know if God is real, they can say, well, there's this pastor in Hampton Roads when I didn't have toilet paper as an 80-year-old adult, somebody brought it to the nursing home. When I, did, when I began to give up my faith and stop believing in God, somebody came by here and prayed for me. we got to start being that image. That's why he says I wouldn't have you to be ignorant because I don't want you out here representing me being ignorant. My God. Go out in love. Show people who I am. I told you who I am. Go out and show people. So you may not have a full manifestation of God, but you do know how to go out and help, serve, um, love, take care of, be a representative for me. But many of us, we so consumed with trying to be what others said, the superflies, the the, the mm. guy on uh, the guy that's on uh, reality TV, the ones the, the the athlete, the ones we seeing what we call making it in the world. That's what we emulate instead of trying to be the uh, imitation of the great I am. But if I can just show somebody the love of Christ, you never know what that's going to do in their life. Wow. Mm. If we show it, 
And and so that's why it's so important to discuss some of these things and to know and to read the manual, the Word of God. It's so important because we just never know. I was sharing with the young lady today. Listen, if we understood, yes, your worship can do some things in your life, such as destroy yokes, you know, blessings. There's so many different things. You're growing closer to God. But what if we understood the true, the the true, I don't know what this word is, but the true um, mission of this gospel, which is for others. It's for us, but it's to share with others. How how her worship can not only bless her but and destroy yokes for her life, but also for others. They will begin to see, and then then yokes will be destroyed in their lives. If we read this book, this manual, the Word of God, the truth, if we read this, we will then love will just flow because you can't help but read the Word of God. You can't help but love when you read the word of God. You can't help but share it when you read the word of God because the word of God is it's, it's, it's something that, well, for me, it's something that bubbles up within me, and I have to tell somebody. I have to pray for somebody. I have to share this with somebody because I don't want to see my sister, my brother lost, and I have all this greatness inside. There's no way. And so that's why we have to talk about these things and get down to the nitty-gritty about it because I'm talking about these types of topics. We have to talk about this so that people that don't read the manual can understand and say, oh, there's something to this. There's something Mm -hmm. that's going on that I didn't even know because all they told me, just get saved. All they told me, you just got to go to church. All they, they didn't tell me about no relationship with God. They didn't tell me that I needed prayer during this time. Oh, I thought grandmama could pray for me and I get through. And that's how we live in, off of some saints prayers from 200 years ago. I don't need a 200-year-old prayer. I need a now prayer. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I need a prayer that people understand what I'm going through today. And we missed that. I don't know how I got off of that, but um, I'm on it. So let, let's keep going. What y'all got to share about the battle within men? I know we're about time up, but or we're probably past time, but that's okay. What else do you all have to share about the battle within for men? Lord Jesus. Go ahead. Elvis. I'll say this. I'll say this to your point. Uh, too often, that I think we forget that. Um, the Bible talks often about esteeming others greater than yourselves. We live in a world, see, we don't understand the Bible from a, a Eastern culture. We understand it from a Western culture. And in a Western culture, we're in constant competition, men against women, husbands against wives, children against parents. You name the dynamics. We're in constant competition. But the Bible says that if I esteemed you greater than I do myself, so imagine, let's just look at it from this standpoint. I'm always elevating my wife, and she's always elevating me. Who's left on the ground? But if I'm always elevating you and you always elevating yourself, guess who left on the ground? That's so right. So we've, we've never really been taught to esteem others greater than ourselves, and so we are constantly in this roundabout circle where for two months I'm elevating you and then – well, I'm tired of elevating her. I'm getting tired. And now she spent two months elevating me. Then she get tired. 
But what happens when we begin to elevate each other on a daily basis to say, Pastor D, I'm so proud of you. And Pastor D, I'm thankful that you finally are listening to the voice of God and you are actually walking in what you called to do. And that now people throughout Hampton Road, Virginia, and now out throughout the continental United States, even over in Ghana, people can be blessed by your words. Because you first took a step to say, I'm going to go to Williamsburg, even though I don't know nobody and don't know nobody know me. But God told me to do it, and so I'm going to do it. And God wanted to see how long will you go and folks turning out the lights on you? How long will you go when you got to go pick up your members to take them? How long will you go and do what I told you to do to finally be reminded of a voice that the Lord said to you years ago, if you ever need? You had forgot all about that until them lights got turned out. And now that the lights were turned out, God said, now is the time to remember what I told you. How many people get prophesied to and they just leave and say, yeah, you know, that was a strong word. But if we don't begin to write, write down the prophecies, we can forget them. And it will take something like that for people to begin to mistreat you and treat you poorly for the Lord to say, I'm still here with you. You begin to look around right. at the lights and all these lights is out. And I can't believe I'm sitting in I should have not brought my hind parts up here to Williamsburg and on your way home with tears in your eyes and pain in your heart, the Lord says, I got something greater for you. Because right. just as you esteemed him greater, he was all the time esteeming you greater. Because it ain't never about us. It's a song. I don't know who sang it because I wasn't raised in church. But it's a song that says, it's not about us. And if we live our lives with the mandate to say, I want to make Jesus famous, it ain't about me. I just want to be in his, uh, I just want to be a, 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 what they call it, ain't a bridesmaid. What they call us to stand on the man's side. That's all I want to be. Right. Yeah, I'm not trying to be that dude. He already said he's the groom. I don't need to be that. I just want to be in a party. Even if I ain't but the little boy throwing the flowers, I'm a part of it. <laughs> My God. I love it. I love it. For all those who are out there that used to me saying something, um, Elder Colin, my brother, makes me speechless, and I just have to go digging. I just, I'm writing right now. So that, if you ever want somebody to shut me up, they just get Elder Colin. I, I'll be quiet. <laughs> I promise you that ain't my intent because I look to glean just as much as I, I, I look to share. I promise you. I know, I know, but every time, every time. Listen, um, I, you know, I've heard, I've had a couple people tell me we'll need to continue this. Um, we'll definitely need to continue this in the very, very dear future. I do have, um, so the men that are listening, I see you on. I see you on. Um, the men that are listening, and I know what you said. I'm going to do what you said. We will come back for this. And for those ladies who inbox me, we will have Pastor D back on again talking. We'll hopefully live. Um, I'm just declaring that he ain't said yes, but I'm just declaring that he'll come on live with me again. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I tend to speak things into existence, so, you know, whatever. Um, but due respect to Pastor D and his time, too. So we will bring them on because they're receiving correction. Even the women are getting correction from how they're thinking. And this is the power of this, the power of it 
I, and it's been about three or four women, and now it's tapping in and it's flowing. And so that's what this is about. This is not about us. It's about us being, as, as, as the body of Christ, being on the right track for Jesus. It's all about him. It's not about us. It's all about Jesus and what he says, what he wants, what he's come to do, what he came to do, not come to do, what he came to do. It's just being fulfilled. And so if we can do this little bit, I'm, I'm excited. I'm just going to tell you. I, I, I'm excited if it's just one person that says something. But I do have to share with you, um, Pastor D and Elder Colin, that this is touching lives. And Elder Colin, I did get your text. I know it's touching lives, and we just have to continue on. So I'm praying that the two of you will come on in the next month or so, because I'm I'm pretty packed up for the rest of the year, but we're going to try to squeeze this in and just do a couple more things. I have a few more topics that people are shooting to me, and I I have to pray about it before we say do something on them. (laughs) I got to pray first and make sure. But if you all, would you be happy, um, would you be willing to come back on again so that we can discuss some more to help men and to help women when it comes to Yes. Dancy, you already know that uh, I attribute a lot of the distance from where I came from to where I am now, although it may not be that far, to you, your mother, the folks at Grace Temple, the wonderful people in Tucson. And if you ever have a cancellation, if you ever have a cancellation and you say, I'm in a bad spot, don't feel at all hesitant. All you got to do is call me. Uh, I, I will do wow. as much studying as I can and talk about the topic because that's how much I believe. We all have friends and family who say we, they believe in us, but very few show it in the manner of support. So for me, I'm just saying for me, I love you that much that I'm going to support you wholeheartedly because this radio broadcast is needed throughout the body because you tap topics that most won't even discuss in church. It's almost like it's a forbidden topic. And so I thank you and I appreciate the fact that you're obedient and you're actually faithful to remaining true to what God has called you to. And I thank you and I love you for it. Well, praise God. I thank you, my brother. I really do. Um, I I hate to do this. I have a person who just texted me and she said she really needs to know this from y'all. What does it mean to be a man who is pleasing in the eyes of God? Pleasing? Yeah, what does it mean to be a man who is pleasing, P-L-E-A-S-S, I mean, P-L-E-A-S-I-N-G, in the eyes of God? Well, I'll just say real quickly, I think that the only way that we can truly be pleasing in the eyes of God He's already told us in his word that we cannot uh, please him without faith. And so uh, we have to be faithful, and not just in what we say, but what we do, how we carry ourselves, how we think. Uh, Oftentimes we think that the word carnal means um, sinning, but carnal could also mean having doubt, having a worry, stressing. All of those things are what I call carnal-minded. And so in order to please God, Spend time in your word. Uh, Matthew 6, I believe it's 33, says, seek ye first. He never gives a second yeah. commandment. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. 
So if he gives me a priority list and says that's the first thing I am to do and never tells me what it means to do second, I have to spend my entire life seeking him in order to please him. Wow. That's just my thought. Wow. Hey, I agree. I agree with Elder. Um, what he just said. I, that you know, as he was started talking, I thought about that same scripture. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And just having that that relationship, and just knowing who you are. I would just add that on to it. Just just knowing who you are. That relationship piece is so important. And, yeah, and real quickly, just like just like just like Apple has their symbol attached to all of their products, just like Microsoft, just like uh, the arches for McDonald's, uh, the Domino sign on the Domino's pizza. Every establishment has a actual sign where you know who they represent. Uh, mm. And so when God says, "I'm going to make you in my image and in my likeness." You may not see it. You may not even recognize it, but you, too, have been stamped from your birth and from your beginning. That's why I said I knew you before you was even born. So before I send you to the earth, you battled over 5 million others just to get here. And the fact that you got here means that you were God chosen, and he put his stamp of approval on you to be here. And we are to walk in the light and in the image of God, which means all day you ain't going to get it right. Let's just be honest. You ain't going to get it right. But when I know that that seal is on me, I know that there's certain things I can and cannot do. I know that there are certain words I can and cannot say. And if I remember that I was made in his image and his likeness, it's incumbent upon me to always remember what would Jesus do. I know that's a, a quick colloquialism that people say. Right. But And we always ask the question, what would Jesus do? And the answer is real simple. Somebody made a million dollars off of an easy answer. What would Jesus do? The will of his father. That's all he would do, the will of his father. It ain't hard. What would Jesus do? He would do the will of his father. Mm. Wow. <laughs> it's really just that simple. Just that simple. There's, I mean, we. why do we make this so hard? This is not that hard. I think, I think, you know what, it is because we just make things hard because we do not want to. And you guys correct me. I can talk for, for women. We tend to want to know everything. That's why we ask so many questions and keep talking. And we <laughs> we want to know step A, B, C. That's why when we when when y'all come home and we tell a story, we tell you every detail of how she did, what they did, what I said, and I said this, and they said this, and I said no, uh, uh-uh, uh, that ain't gonna happen. And oh, boo, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, huh. And guess what else? You know, we do that. Uh, y'all get mad if you want to, ladies, but that's what we do. I know. And so we want to know everything and go through every detail. But listen, the obedience is about taking the and let God work out the details. 
and because he's already done it anyway. So you might as well just go ahead and just follow him. And so we struggle with this being so easy because we want to know. When the Bible says we need to get an understanding, but we get, don't we can't get man's understanding. Man's understanding will cause us to fail and fall. But God's wisdom, according to Proverbs, takes us into success. And there's no way out of that. According to the Bible, all through the Proverbs, if we deal with life the way God says, we have success. We have success. It's a principle, and that's why so many secular people who follow the principle, it works. It's not about who it is. It's about what it is, and what it is comes from God. And when he ordains it, it has to happen. And so we get mad because these secular people follow the principles of God, and, and you know, and they ain't walking right. Well, listen, it's God's principle. It, it can't help but succeed <laughs> because he created it. And so when you follow that principle, children of the Most High God, then we'll start finding success. And I'm not talking about just money and cars and houses. I'm talking about just life. Life, favor is what I'm talking about. All right. All right. right. Yeah, I think it's it's in 2 Kings 5 when Naaman said, uh, when they were talking, he said, go dip yourself in the pool, you'll be clean. And he said, I ain't doing that, man. And and his very own servant said, if he asked you to do something hard, you wouldn't have no problem doing it. And oftentimes, and I I, I pray for all of those who have been so duped in believing that God's way and God's word is difficult, that now we've added so many layers to get to him and to understand his word, that when somebody comes and says, all you have to do is have faith. No, I got to do more than that. It can't just be that easy. But really and truly, it is. Mm. And it's like it's, oh, it really my God. <laughs> wow. And because we, we just, oh, my God, we expect things to be hard in our lives because of the things that we've been through. And when something easy comes, we don't want to accept it because we don't think it's real or it's true or it can happen. Wow. Wow. And the man had just and come so in I'm, with this with this thing of God. Yeah. And and it, it, we made it difficult, you know, and some leaders might not like me, which is fine. To God be the glory, but you got to love me. We've get we've gotten behind this pulpit and we've said some things out of our flesh, trying to be in control, mm-hmm. making people fearful of us, and that's what most of this difficulties with really um Staying in the will of God and loving God, some of us preachers and pastors and leaders, we done messed it up. Ooh. Ooh. We became God instead of allowing God to be God. Yeah, we have. Let me touch on something real real quick um, based on what both of you have just have said. Um, we make some things hard. And so I want to talk to the person – and. I know this is about men, but it's going to relate to the men. So with women, we those women who have experienced not so good relationships and men, but I can totally talk about the women. We may not have experienced, um, you know, the best relationship, and there's been some scars and some deep wounds and some doubts and even fear. Let let me let me let me help you because. 
we tend to when the and I'm I'm talking about myself. I can't talk about nobody else. Nobody else. Um, we tend to when the good thing comes, when the man comes that is there to love you, to protect you, we can't receive him because it the right thing I don't even know how to say this, the right thing and the good thing seems so easy. And so we begin to doubt it, and then we start sabotaging it. That, can I talk about me? We start sabotaging the good thing because of what we've experienced in our past. And so we reproduce that thing because that's what we do. We reproduce that thing and make it something in that new relationship that is not even there. And as a result, it causes some men to struggle even more because of how we treat them. And then the cycle begins again because now we've hurt that man who wasn't his intention was good for us. Am I making sense? Yes. And so the cycle begins because, okay, we sabotage that wonderful relationship because of something past, and then he's hurt now, and then it just cycles all over again. Oh, And so I curse that cycle to the ground of us hurting people constantly. And, and it's true, hurt people hurt people. It's just true. And so I curse that hurt on today. I don't know who you are, but man of God, and I know you're not preaching. I know you're not um, serving in the, in, in the body of Christ but you have a desire, but you've been so hurt. And I almost can see you, um, a, a pretty thin man and of stature, not very tall, maybe about six, one, one and a half, somewhere around there. And you have been searching specifically, African-American man, I see. You have been surfing kind of big eyes. You've been searching, but you've been so hurt. And you want and desire to do the will of God, but you can't do it because of hurt. And I'm not talking about hurt from family members necessarily, but hurt in relationships and in the body of Christ. And you're look, and so you began to hurt others, and you don't even know you're hurting. I am commanding in the name of Jesus, that those demonic powers be loosed off of you on tonight. I have never even seen this before. And so I'm asking you today to seek God if you can reach out to someone. And I know you've been following on Facebook. I just sense that in my spirit, and I can't even see you. If I know you've been following one of us, one of us on tonight. I want you to make sure to reach out, and I want you to be able to grab a hold of what God is doing in your life, connect with us so that we can pray over you, pray with you, and pray for you. Now, listen, we're not just going to pray, but we're going to lead you into praying for what God needs to do in your life. It has to come from your lips. It's hard to get anything if you don't speak up and say something. And so I want to pray over you on tonight as we get ready to go as well. Young man, I don't know who you are, but I see you in the spirit, and I know what God is saying right now. God bless you. Um, uh, Okay, so brothers, I don't know where I was going with that because that just switched, but um, do we have anything else we want to share on tonight? 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. No, I'm just. No. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Well, praise yeah, God. I'll say this. Um, I thank God. I yeah. thank God that uh, you allow uh, your your uh, gifts to flow because as you were saying that. Uh, they may not reveal themselves, but you ministered mm-hmm. to them tonight. Uh, and so I thank Praise you for seeing well, and I thank you for speaking uh, power to that situation for whoever that was Amen. that's listening because it's needed. Thank God. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. We just, we have to destroy you. So we're going to, we're going to, it's late on the East Coast, Um we're going to, there's another couple of questions that have come out. Y'all follow us. I think Facebook Live is actually working for some of us, so we'll probably come on and, and answer those questions that are still coming in, uh, still coming in, praise God. Um, and we'll do those a little bit later and then come on the broadcast. So don't forget us. Um, we will be back on the battle within for men, but we may change it just a little bit. And I'm going to let God speak to the men of God, and they can direct me where we need to go with that. So I'm going to ask the both of you to tag team and just pray out and pray um, for men, for men on tonight. Okay. Pastor, do you want me to go first? I can go first. I I just want to just um, put out favor, um, a favor yes. decree as we're praying. Um, Father, we believe in you, Jesus, and we confess that you are our Lord. God, we think that we are justified by faith. And, God, we thank you that mm-hmm. we have been declared righteous, God. I am the righteousness mm-hmm. of God in Christ. I have been reconciled. I am back in favor, favorite status with you, God. And tonight, God, I am increasing in faith with God and in man. God, I thank you, O oh God, that we're humbling ourselves, God, to receive more favor and grace in our lives. God, we come boldly to the throne of favor. God, we obtain mercy and favor in the time of need. And, God, we ask tonight, God, that your favor will continue to shower upon us like never before. God, we thank you that we are tabasokobaya, that we are increasing in wisdom, God, knowledge and understanding, God. And we're also increasing in your favor. God, we thank you, God, that whatsoever we touch, God, it is best. God, whatsoever we tread our, our foot upon, God, it is best. We thank you, God, that we are givers, huh? Oh, God, and we enjoy favor, God, like never before, God. And we thank you that you're making all favor abound right now in our lives. And we have um, sufficiency in all things, in every area of our lives. We thank you, God, that our gifts are making room for us. And, and God, you're bringing us before a great man. We thank you, oh, God, that we have favor with influential and powerful people. We thank you, oh, God, that you're releasing faith for our favor. We confess that right now, Father. We thank you, O God. We're clothed in favor. We thank you that we're walking in divine favor. God, we bless you now. God, as we make that decree. God, we thank you now, God, as we make that decree. God, that favor shall follow us like never before, God. We have a banner of favor over our lives. We've been marked with favor over our lives. And, God, we thank, thank you, you finally, Jesus. for allowing the winds, God, the thank winds you, of favor to blow now. 
receive the blowing of God's favor upon your life right now. Uh, receive mm. the blowing. Fresh wind. Fresh wind is being released now as the favor of God is being blown upon you. Go ahead, Elder. My God. Yes, Lord. Amen. Thank Amen. You. And, Father, we just thank you for, first and foremost, you being you all by yourself. I thank you for being high and looking low. I thank you that the entire world is in your hand. And I thank you that all that we do and all that we see and all that we uh, have belongs to you. I thank you most of all just for being yourself. And I thank you for every person, man, woman, or child, regardless of age, for listening. I thank you right. for your your rhema word being sent to mm. Tucson, Arizona, and for Dancia being able to receive and not only just receive it, Lord, but to put it into action, Lord, because we all know mm-hmm. that it was possible for her to just take that word and say, no, that's not for me. And so, Lord, I thank you for the spirit of boldness. I thank yes. you for that spirit of communion. I thank you for all yes. of us coming together on one accord. And, Lord, we know that mm-hmm. Pastor D and I are just vessels that you are are using to get this word out. But we also thank you yes. for you being, being and bringing us a word that allows us to speak boldly. Uh, for what thus says the Lord. And I thank you for every man that is that is listening, Lord, that may have some insecurities, that may have yes. some doubts, some worries, that, that yes, may be Lord. wondering, how can I be that type of a man? And, Lord, I just want you to give him that spirit that says you, too, have yes, that stamp God. and that seal that I have placed on you, that you have given them the image of who you are. And I thank you for allowing us to just be a part of this wonderful ministry, Lord. And I just ask that you continue to bless it, Lord. Not only let it move over to the continent of Africa, to Ghana, Lord, but move all throughout that continent, Lord. Move over to Asia. Move over to Central America. Move over to Southeast Asia, Lord, and over to Europe, to all over the world, Lord, because this is the type of rhema word that needs to be said, because these are the things that you care about, Lord. We we get so caught up in the minuscule and the who's wearing what and what pew am I sitting on. But, Lord, you care about us on a deeper level, Lord. You care about us to the follicles on our hair, Lord. You said you know just how many hairs I have, and you care about me to each and every one of them. And I thank you for that, Lord. And so I just ask that you continue to pour out your spirit, not just in this country, Lord, but all over the earth, so that we may all raise our hands and bow our knees and say, this is our King, and this is our Messiah, the Lord. And so I thank you. I thank you, Lord. And we all love you, and we all say that it is in your precious, darling son, Jesus yes, Christ's name that we pray. Amen and amen. 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 Bless God. I thank you, brother, so much. Listen, um, um, I'm just praying God's favor over the both of you, and I will continue to do that um, in Jesus' name. Um, thank Amen. you so much for being with us the last couple of um, Sundays and also on Facebook Live. Um, I look forward to what God is doing in both of your lives. And and um, I'm grateful to both of you, my brothers. I'm grateful, grateful. So um, for our listening audience, I'm really, um, I'm really taken back by the last two Sundays. And y'all know because I end out on a higher note, but I am just, I've I, I learned and gleaned so much that I, I'm still writing stuff down, <laughs> still writing stuff down. So if I seem a little preoccupied, I don't mean to. But I want you to understand we will be back here next Sunday again at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and 6, 7 p.m. 
Central Standard Time for those who are in the Dallas area, Texas area. We're coming back on with Coach D, Biblical Scandals with Coach Tim D. And she is some she breaks the word down in an unusual way and then coaches through that. And that's what God has given her. She's given her he's given her a unique gift to be able to coach through scandals in the Bible is what she calls them and then help us to do the practical things in life according to the word of God. So I want you to join with the vision pusher, um, Coach Tim D. You remember her, um, um, Colin, Tamisha. She's coming on next Sunday. Every fourth Sunday she comes on and she impacts and unfolds the different stories in the Bible to help us understand what God is and what we should do. So join us next Sunday um, right here on Blog Talk Radio Kingdom Empowerment Incorporated. With Kingdom Authority Broadcast, I am your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. God bless you, and thank you again for joining us. Have a great night.